cross back over the ditch. Uh, Andrew Bensley, I believe, has caught up with Mike Maroney. Well, Mike, good to see you across back home, but I'm going to go straight to Pam because we're playing on her home territory. Uh, Pam, thanks for joining us uh, as we talk about the sales, but also about New Zealand racing. And uh, of late, good success out of the stable. Uh, I've got to ask you, how's it all work between you and Mike? Works like quite work. <laughs> no, it's, it works really well. It's a great little thing that uh, Mike and Paul developed really early on and we've just carried on doing it. Obviously, with Mike back in Melbourne, a lot of trust back on you. But explain to our listeners just how long you've known each other. And obviously, you know, Mike entrusts you a great deal with the horses that you've got here. Uh, we've been there a wee while now. So, yep, um, know Mike pretty well. And obviously, uh, through family as well. So, uh, we've always watched Mike from way back as well. So, um, obviously, I spent a lot of time with Tiaka and, and always uh, watching Mike what we we're doing. So, um, yeah, I've known him for a wee while and it works well. We, a lot of communication, a lot of phone calls. Mike knows exactly what's going on here, a lot of videos. Yeah. Um, he sees every horse and he has as much input as what we do here. It must be very satisfying uh, with a horse like Rockin' Horse that's, you know, here and then goes to Victoria and has now won at the top level multiple times when you can progress a horse, for example, like her. Oh, very exciting and... You know, sometimes it's probably a little bit hard for the staff back here seeing all the good horses go, but uh, that money in Australia and, and the prize money and, and the trophies and everything that they get, these guys back here get as much kick as what they do, seeing them race over there. So, you know, it, we want to see every horse get its opportunity and, and do the best it can. So, yeah, more than happy to see them go over. Mike, I'll come to you. Uh, you come home, well, how many times do you try and get home, given that the Flemington stable's big and... It's obviously busy at all times. Yeah, I think um, when Pam first started off, and like every uh, training partner I've had, I spent a bit more time. But once Pam got used to the system and I got used to Pam as well, basically I've left it up to them. And I, I come back, uh, say, about three times a year, but sometimes just for birthdays mainly and, yeah. and Christmas and a bit of racing. But um, I certainly come to the track a little bit when I'm, I'm home. I'm not saying I'm there all the time I'm back here, but... Um, yeah, I think as we got deeper into the partnership, I've spent a little bit less time uh, because I, Pam and I probably understand each other uh, a long way better than what we did when we first started. Can I ask you, uh, you know, just coming back to New Zealand and, and seeing the locals and the build-up to the yearling sales, and we know brother Paul will be all over that, I guess he's already started doing inspections. Yeah, actually, as we, as we speak, he's up at the Hunter Valley, so having a bit yeah. of a look there. But, yeah, look, Paul um, will be back here. He looks, he prides himself on, on looking at every yearling. Yeah. Um, but he's not getting any younger, so he's finding it a little bit more difficult. But, yeah, he's still doing it and still enjoys doing it, which is great because it's not the easiest job and it's a hard um, you know, period of time from now right through. But I think now that he's sort of doing it worldwide, um, he's supporting us at a sale every month of the year now. Yeah. Um, so he's done well to do all the travelling and do what he's, what he's done. But I think he, for the first time he's going early to look at someone because he, he is struggling to keep up with... Uh, they're looking because the numbers are getting higher and higher, with especially in yes. the Australian sales. I think he, he finds um, he can get back here, and, and there's quite a few of the horses are local around this area here. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit more, a little bit like the Hunter Valley. Um, so you can go and get a lot of them out of the way. Well, it does help. Can I ask you, uh, Mike, in regard to New Zealand? I mean, it's where it began for you. We were at uh, the track for track work at Matter Matter and. You were talking about the stories of the early days. Uh, it's a long road to where you get to at the top. People see you there now, but 
the hard yards were put in around this area. Oh yeah, look, we, we the hours we worked to get where we did, and I worked as, just a stable hand to start with for Dave O'Sullivan, and then in partnership, and we were working through till eight o'clock at night. We feed at seven o'clock at night the horses, so always long days, um, but loved it and, and got used to it, and I suppose it's what you get used to. But um, yeah, like even to, to a stage where. Everyone's sitting down there with the head under their roofs there about about an hour watching the horses. We didn't. We we would had to hide in the stalls so we'd get out of the rain. But um, it it's um, beautiful country. It's not all you get back here that you realise and and it um, I think what you take for granted uh, with the, the the picturesque views that you get yeah. you take in now and I look yeah. at it totally different to what I did. But um, you can see why they breed so many great horses here and I've been lucky enough that most of my Group One winners and Australia even have been New Zealand bred as well, so um, and you can just see here that this the grass grows in front of your eyes. I know that with our 20 acres, we used to have 50 horses on it and cattle, and still had to mow it. We couldn't give up the grass, so uh, it just grows in front of your eyes. This, this time of the year, we've had a bit of um, warm rain, as you, as you can feel, and we get rainy, but it's quite warm this time of the year. It is. Uh, just one on that point. I mean, um, we we see a lot of horses bought from the international market now, but. You know it better than anybody, than New Zealand. You know, we've, a lot of Australians are over inspecting yearlings now for the sale coming up in late January, but they're looking for, for that specific type, that natural stayer, and there's no better place than New Zealand. Yeah, look, if you want to train a derby winner or an Oaks winner, this is the place to look. You can't really buy them out of Europe because they're six months behind or in front or whatever. Um, so you, you've really got to... This is the place um, to buy them, so... If we come over here looking for that sort of horse, we're not looking for the precocious type of horse. Right. Uh, we can find plenty of those in Australia. Uh, but I, th I think the, the, the bone they grow here is cleaner. Yep. Um, it's just a cleaner bone. I think it's because of the fact that they have so much grass, you don't have to pump as much into them um, and grain and that sort of thing. So it's, it's more natural. And I think they stay a bit more longevity uh, for, that, for that reason. Um, and we, we, we've also got the market here at Barrier Trials, and we know that the people here are buying to to do that um, and um, you know like we had Tasman Park win the third straight of the day and, yeah. and he came from Barrier Trials down the central districts which are, there's not that many people training down there now so those trials are not overly strong and yet we still could sort of uh, work him out out of that, those Barrier Trials um, and I, I'm, I'm sure you know the Hayes uh, boys have both really got their kick along from New Zealand breeds of late um, and have really got them going and they've worked it out that the horses are probably left here to mature. Um, every time they need out, they go out into, into nice grass paddocks, and we train out of grass paddocks and yeah. box at night times and that sort of thing, and it's, it's got to be better for them. And hence, um, they, they've worked out that they can buy those sort of horses over there, and they just keep improving because they, they have been had the right thing done with them all the way through. It's a good wrap of how they do it in New Zealand. Pam, uh, rockin' horse, we know. I'll ask Mike uh, in a moment what could be the plans in 2023, but... Um, are there any new rockin' horses in the stable? Can you give us the, the heads up of something that might be sitting in that stable? I don't know if we've quite got a rockin' horse, but we're certainly trying to find one. And uh, with the sales coming up, I'm sure Mike and Paul will uh, definitely find another one. Do you like getting into the yearling sales or do you leave it to Paul and Mike? No, definitely up to them, but I follow them around trying to learn as much as possible. And uh, they've got their own little thing that they do. I'm still trying to work it out, but it um, still amazes me that... Uh, out of all the horses at the sale yards, uh, when you take them home, they all look like peas in a pod. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. So where is Rock and Horse and what's the short-term plan here, Mike? 
Yeah, look, she just came back of the day that, um, well, yesterday, actually, and Glenn tells me they got shoes back on her and will reshot her. So she would have done a little bit of light work this morning just at the pool track, um, just the wee small track we've got there. Get it going, we'll go to Lightning and then we'll go Newmarket and TJ Swift, that's as far as we've planned so far. Um, and um, then this isn't time then, there's not much more racing for her. Just what they do, whether they're willing to go to um, Rotherdice and go to England with her. Yeah. Um, it just really depends whether, whether, what they're thinking with a the, with the racing future. Well, it'll be interesting because uh, the first one was a bit of a surprise, but the second one certainly wasn't. It has, has, has shown us just how much quality she has got, uh, and she loves that straight at Flemington. So the races you've just mentioned, there's no surprise that you're going to tackle them again. Yeah, look, we, she wasn't a surprise to us. We, didn't, we brought her over because we thought she was good enough. Um, she had straight form, more straight form. Once you can do that at Trentham, you usually can run up the straight at, at Flemington, yeah. and it's a pretty tough 1,200 at Flemington, as it is at... at um, yeah. Uh, at Flemington and Ascot, though more it's 400 metre horses have got to win those races. Yeah. Um, sometimes if they haul up and just sprint home, which they can do down the straight, sometimes um, it's a little bit different. But I remember Greg Childs telling me it takes a really strong horse to win up the straight that they've got to lead on the same leg and then swap, change and then change straight back and and, and only rest it for a couple of strides. You know, so um those other and obviously she can and she's got some real toughness about her she has great to meet you again uh pam for the first time i've texted you and spoken to you on on the phone but good to meet you and mike um uh hope the sale coming up in late january brings a great deal of success and the and the chittics will look after you with a couple of nice ones going forward so uh good luck to you and thanks for joining us this morning Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for that, Andrew. 